Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Awesomes. Welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets, and I am ever so thankful to be joined this Monday by my... Everyone's turkey leftovers from Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ours are still languishing in the fridge. I am joined by my favorite turkey leftover, my all-the-time husband and sometimes co-host, Kyle. Hi. And most of the time, gravy. Ooh, okay. I am the gravy in your life. You are the gravy and the turkey. I'm the gravy that stains your white t-shirt. <laughs> well, awesomes. I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday if you're in the U.S. I hope if anyone in your family was arrested, it wasn't you. That's a good hope to have for the people. Yeah. Don't, don't rob. So to me, look, look. Po- police have to work. Yeah. They got to work. Well. Or else they're just bored. They have shifts. They're supposed to work them. They're yes. assigned them. Yes. And that means, would would you want to go work a shift where you got to literally not do your job and enforce the law somewhere? Mm, I don't know. Thanksgiving is a boon. Yes. It's a delight. It is an, it's an arrest festivus. It probably gives them all their best stories for the year to come. A lot of them. It's Christmas come early. Well, and then Christmas comes again later. It's a special time of the year. Indeed it is. So I hope they got to arrest plenty of people and that no one was harmed. Well, none of the police officers were harmed in the process. And none of the awesomes. Directly. Of the Today family. Indirectly, you may have it probably needed to happen. Oh, how quickly you have changed your tune. You You started out by saying that I hope none of you got arrested. (laughs) Yes, but I said indirectly. That means not them per se getting arrested, but someone in their family. This took a real turn. Let's get back on track. Listen. What's incarceration is good? Nope. Let's get back on track. I am on track. You're off the rails I'm and on track down to the county jail. Okay, you don't want to go to the Oklahoma County Jail. Trust me when I say. I have a ministry down there. <laughs> I do. Do you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even know where it is. 
That's not true. I just don't know how to get there by myself. <laughs> okay, that's the truest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I think, okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. That's okay. funny. That's a funny insight into... It made it funny when you said it was funny, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, that was funny. Whoa. First of all, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second of all, calm down. Listen. You're in, you're in jail. <laughs> I've called the police. Third of all, the nine one one operator is listening right now. Ooh, we've talked She's about a this. Time fan. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about this before. How stressful of a job it would be to be a nine one one dispatch. Oh man, can we jump? Can we segue from that? Skip the normal order. Of watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Okay. And well, no, I guess I guess we're not. We're going directly into watch. Oh, what have you been watching? Well, nine one one dispatch. Yes. Okay. But not directly. That okay. like wasn't the name of the show. Okay. On Netflix, I believe it's in the top ten. Oh yeah. I watched Killer Sally. Yes. I sideways watched it. This is set, which means I was listening but not watching. <laughs> right. This is set mid through. Uh, Mid-90s, technically through current, but the, the hottest action was mid to late 90s. And by set, let's give context. If you're not familiar with Killer Sally, it's a true crime docu-series on mm-hmm. Netflix. Yes. True crime. Yes. It's a real thing that it's happened. It's a true story. Yes. Um, listen, it's hard. Oof. It's hard to watch. There's some tough parts, and I don't fault Very anybody. Very yeah. there was a There was a moment... And I feel like it was somewhere around half to three quarters of the way through the series where we were listening to the 911 footage. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, I guess, and this isn't a spoiler to anything. No. Um, Sally and her husband were both ex Marines, and both of them were avid participants in bodybuilding. Yes. The bodybuilding world, um, I believe. Right. He went as high as, as being Mr. Mr. California. California yes. He was, he was definitely a budding prodigy. They had a lot of, of really rough marital issues. She ended up killing him, and that's what this whole docuseries is about. Right. And so the 911 call is after yes. the event had taken place, and Oof. she's calling the police, and the call itself was just wildly awkward, and not because of her. No. Because of the... The nine one one operator. Well, yes. Which I'm sure was doing exactly what. Well, yeah. What she'd been coached to do. Um, it was weird that part by itself. The whole show was. It's like sad. Said, it's tough to watch. It's very sad. It's very interesting. Yeah, we watched it pretty much last night, mm-hmm. and I again I was trying to read, but I was also listening. And it, at the end of it, you just looked at me and you're like, "That was really sad." And I would agree with you on that. Sometimes, you know, I don't really watch a lot of true crime. I like to listen to true crime on podcast, but I don't really watch a lot of it. Do you do that so that you can run through the downstairs pretending that it's you the police are chasing? (laughs) Yes, that's my motivation. That's a good exercise program. It is. It really is. Um, I don't really watch a lot because it makes it too real to mm. see the people and, and those types of things. Um, but sometimes you'll watch a true crime thing and you'll, you come to the end of it and you're like, wow, what a wild story. But this was not one of those. I mean, it was, it was mm, as far pretty as wild story. Yeah. As far as docu storytelling goes, 
um, it was well told, I feel like, but golly, just all of the people in it just had had very hard lives and very tough yeah. circumstances. And it was just, it was, it was tough. It was tough. One of the things I found quite interesting, and this is not something that I've ever seen on a documentary before, is that you know, as they moved through, because of course you're going to talk to, have interviewed the former best friend, all of that. For sure. But they had brought in, I think the one of them that was the most interesting to me was a news personality who mm. was one of the main ones who'd been like a lead coverer of this story as it was happening live. Diane Diamond. Yes. And for her to offer then in retrospect, hey, we, we didn't know anything yes. about these type of issues yes. back then. And, and knowing what I know now, I'm embarrassed right. about what I did back then. But that is what we were told to do back then. Now, that is a whole interesting side part of yeah. this, the way this story is told. So this um, incident between the two of them happened on Valentine's Day, 1995. The reason that sticks in my mind is because that's when I graduated from high school. That's Although the first time you tried to kill me. <laughs> I didn't even know you then. I was a mere child of 17. Um, but truly, to hear her, a seasoned journalist who has covered tons of true crime, yeah. um, to hear her reflect back on, like, that is how we told these stories at the time. And to be, like, have been, I was only 17, but I was cognizant enough yeah. of the way these narratives played out in the media to hear a journalist reflect back on like, this is how we covered them at the time. And to say, and I regret yeah. that that is how yeah. these stories were told at the time. If you, and if you think about it, if you're a person who's, who's fortunate enough to have had the life experience to have lived through that era, the nineties yeah. in a, at least semi-adult mind frame, then you recall O.J. Simpson and Lorena Bobbitt and on and on and on. And that was something that was referenced to all of this going on. And it was a very different world. Honestly, it was a period where the the role and the expectation of what a woman was supposed to be began to change dramatically. Uh It was just really, there was a lot of really interesting things there. If you can Mm -hmm. knuckle through some of the harder parts of the story. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, that was Killer Sally on Netflix. We've continued to go back and revisit Ancient Apocalypse. It's so hard to finish. Because it's so sleepy. It's so sleep-making, but it is amazing. Yeah. This is, I think, honestly, this has got to be top five for the year for me. Wow. I find it that fascinating. Dadgum. Yes. Okay. You need a little bit of nerd in you uh-huh. to appreciate some of what they're doing, but sure. I, I feel like all of us have got a little bit of inner nerd. Hell yeah. Um, oddly sexual. I didn't mean for it to. Okay. Um, I'm going like to... You like a nerd? Well, I was going to say, speaking of nerdy stuff... Let me go get my glasses. <laughs> I can pull my pants up and have the high waters and all the things that nerds do. Yes. The nerds of our youth, anyway. Uh, of course, yes. I don't know what nerds do nowadays. They have TikTok accounts that are wildly popular. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I don't know if I can do that. Um, okay. I'm going to skip ahead in our notes, but we can go back and revisit some. Um, yeah. But speaking of more, um, I don't want to say nerd, but maybe more academically pop culture persuaded pursuits... Okay, I don't know why I made that phrase so awkward. It's fine. I did start watching Wednesday on Netflix. Yes, you did. So Wednesday, not on Wednesday, right? But you were the show called Yes Wednesday in reference to 
It's a Netflix original series that follows Wednesday Adams of the Adams family. family. Yes. Yes. Gotta get the two claps in there. It's a... How can I say this? I don't know what the proper terminology is. Maybe you can help me workshop this. Okay. There is a trend in 20... Yes. Of the 2000s, especially the era that we're in right now, where you take a character from an iconic universe, a fictional universe, and you isolate their story or you create new yes. story for it's them. It's like organized fanfic. Okay, yes, exactly. Enola Holmes on Netflix is another example. This this imagining of what if Sherlock Holmes had a sister mm-hmm. and it was Millie Bobby Brown, Eleven from Stranger Things, and and she plays Enola Holmes, and it's like this you take these different perspectives of well known stories and you bring new imagination to them. Yeah. Well that's what Wednesday is. It's this idea that Wednesday Adams, daughter of uh, Gomez and Morticia Adams, the most epic love story of all time. Indeed. Um, that she can't fit into regular school, and so her parents take her to a... Hogwarts! <laughs> a sort of Hogwarts. <laughs> a supernatural, a supernatural accepted uh, boarding school of sorts, where Morticia herself went to school. school. Yes. And that once there, Wednesday discovers there's these murders that are happening, and there's supernatural reasons. Kyle, I, I need to, like pump myself full of caffeine so that I can Evidently. actually stay awake to watch this. Maybe I need to make this a daytime Maybe binge. Maybe this should become your morning devotional. <laughs> your power hour before the day starts. I am fully on board with that because you know that my peak time of mental clarity is first thing in the morning. Well, technically it's from 4.37 until 6.30 because that's usually almost on the dot when Nico Gus wakes up and wakes you Nico up. Nico loves But then that once you're up, he's hour. like, all right, I did my job. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> yes, and I'm not. Um, Wednesday is so well done. The actress who plays Wednesday Adams, and I'm, I'm so apologetic I did not put this in the notes, she is brilliant. Now, most people of course, are like, who could be Christina Ricci as, uh, as Wednesday Adams, who originally played them in the 1990s movies. Amazing job. Of course, and fantastic. And Christina Ricci is in Wednesday. Did I tell you that? Shut up. She's in, she has a role in Wednesday, which is magical. Is she Professor Snape? I can't, I can't remember. No, she's not Professor Snape. I mean, that's a different universe, but I can't remember what her role. But is she that character? Um, maybe. But, um, the okay, Wednesday's parents, uh, Gomez and Morticia, are played by Luis Guzman, who you know, you know that mm-hmm. name, you know the face, mm-hmm. and then um, Catherine Zeta Jones plays Morticia. Oh, she looks amazing. I can see her being all of the a money Morticia. in the world has been poured into Catherine Zeta Jones's aging gracefully. Mm-hmm. She looks fantastic. Okay, anyway, any nudity. Not that I've come across so far. I don't think it's that kind of show. We'll keep our fingers crossed. I don't even think Gomez and Morticia are in it. It's really like they're kind of in the jumping off point scene, but it's really about Wednesday herself. And the... Yeah, I didn't mean I wanted to see kids nude. That's weird. (laughs) And that's not where I was going. The look, the aesthetic of the show is, is incredible. I have a question. Wait, I have to say one more thing. Tim Burton is the one of the directors and maybe one of the showrunners of this, so you can imagine it's just like brilliantly done. What's her question? So different shows, if you pay attention. Yeah. And it's stunning to me when you're I'm not saying this is what you should do. Enjoy the show. Yeah. 
but especially during a rewatch, if not before. If you pay attention, different shows use very specific lighting filters to create the mood around what's going on. And I was curious if you'd noticed in this, is there a lighting filter or effect so that there is an overarching color or warmth or coldness or Mm -hmm. thing to the show? Well, that's an interesting thing because I do know in the opening scenes where it's showing how different Wednesday is from her classmates, I do feel like as she's walking through the halls of her very mainstream, very normal high school, all of the kids are dressed in these brights, in these pastels, and it's like really amplified, really saturated color so that Wednesday's bleakness, mm-hmm. her emo-ness, her black, white, and grayness, yes, is well, very noticeable. Just... Back of mind, not even side mind. Okay. Back of mind. Next episode you watch. Uh-huh. Keep an eye towards just the general lighting of the show, as well as are there scenes where all of a sudden the lighting has changed significantly? Okay. And if you can do that and remember, because it's a long time from here until the next recording, yes. I'd love to hear about it. Okay, thank you. Also in Netflix, we've dabbled in The Playlist, which is a foreign-made Netflix original about the creation of Spotify. Yes. Did you finish this? No. Me neither. I wanted to. Yeah. So badly. The dubbing is not great. You love the dub. characters, I normally do. The characters are really squirrely. Yeah. Um, It's like, we're spoiled here when it comes to visual entertainment mm-hmm. that anybody unless they are by design as a character supposed to look weird yeah they're beautiful people yeah and here the lead of the show but everyone in the show they they look too they're like mm. We pause. Let me, let me regather myself they're like too realistic so almost <laughs> but don't steal all my thunder okay there's, of course, in American cinema, you have the, the every man, the every yeah. woman mm-hmm. who, but even still, they're like, they're beautiful average, right? Yeah. Something about them, unique, interesting. There's something about them. But I don't see this in foreign productions. Yeah. And in fact, in this one in particular, everyone there was weird, like below average, weird, normal looking, the 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 lead, the protagonist his hairline is like in the middle of his skull back yeah. on his head. And I couldn't get past that. It, it was, was very distracting. And he's young. Yeah. It was bizarre. It's very distracting. Super bizarre. I'm sure he's hotter than gefilte fish over there. Yeah. I think that's a thing in Sweden, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, somebody feel free to fact check me on that. Um, that made it too hard. I don't No doubt the story's good and interesting. What I could tolerate was, but I just couldn't finish it. I do think it's interesting, and I I do want to kind of power through it if I can, because Spotify plays such a huge central role in the life of our family. We do have the family premium account because that's where all of us responsible for the conception of our last three children. (laughs) Probably not true. All of us, every single one of us, maybe not the boys, but AJ, Daisy, me, you, we all have our accounts that are constantly used and filled with our own musical taste it's so like i can't even imagine 
what we would be doing for music. An anti-Spotify universe. <laughs> yes. The bizarro world. The bizarro world. Okay, um, Pepsi Where's My Jet is also very popular on Netflix. You, you get in a hurry when you're talking about things that you didn't put on the list. Pepsi Where's My Jet. Thank you. For another, humoring It's another Netflix docu-series or a documentary? Something. I never would have watched this. I wouldn't have picked it off the list. But one night, I came in to lay down to go to sleep, and you had done so before I had, and this was on. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of like back when we used to watch TV with commercials. Yeah. Where it's like, I I can't stop watching this. And you keep doing it, and you even sit through a commercial break, and you keep watching it. It's for anybody that's seen Tommy Boy. Yeah. It's the moment where they're in the car and music comes on the radio and neither one can say they don't want to hear it. And yes. so they end up listening to songs they hate, but then singing along passionately. Yes. It's that feeling. Right. Good. It's a lot of explanation. I haven't finished it. Uh, it's wildly popular on Netflix. I might go back and watch it. I it, don't know. It's interesting. For sure. I will make Wednesday a priority ahead of Pepsi. Sure. Where's my chat? Sure. I think I think the value of, of most of these shows, other than... Ancient Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for Wednesday. I haven't watched it. But the value of these aren't, hey, here's your first next pick. It's like when you've watched all of Netflix <laughs> that you can and you've got to wait 8 yeah. to 12 months for the next season of whatever to drop. Yes. These are great shows to plug in. That's true. Watch Read. I got to tell you, I'm still out of the reading mode. I did what I did read a, a fanfic last night that lulled me off to sleep that was highly entertaining okay you don't like it we'll keep going past that listening wise but you should talk about it it doesn't matter if i like it this isn't my show (laughs) i'm just here to interrupt and criticize it's gonna make you uncomfortable talk about it i'll tell myself happy stories as everyone who pays attention knows my favorite fictional universe to delve into the fanfic is the Potterverse. Mm-hmm. And my favorite central story of fanfic is Dreary, which is Draco and Harry in romantic relationship. With each other? Yes. I have no idea this even exists. What the hell? You have literally not been paying attention. <laughs> I, I don't think you've ever talked about this to me. The only thing I've ever seen I literally along have. those lines is the, the deal Photoshop deal where they put... Uh, Malfoy's face on uh, what, Miley Ray Cyrus or somebody, and I don't know. It's a it's a really creepy meme that's out there. I don't even I don't know who anyone is. I don't know their names, but I knew that. Okay, that's all I knew along <clears throat> those lines. Well, Draco and Harry is the ultimate enemies to lovers trope, and there are tens of thousands of fanfics, as you can imagine, for as how for how long Harry Potter as a series has been around. Mm-hmm. So the one I read last night is what's called an eighth-year Hogwarts fic, which envisions and imagines the idea that all of the characters come back to Hogwarts to finish their last year post-Voldemort Wizarding War. Okay, Uh, Yeah, yeah. And in this particular fic, Draco is trying to prove himself by like not just going like he's always was excellent in academics but he wanted to like he felt like as a former death eater he had to like really prove his goodness and his worthiness okay is this soundtracked by rick astley singing never gonna give you up oh there's lots of dreary soundtracks on spotify that's not dreary 
dreary Draco and Harry okay. relationship. Not dreary. You're sad you brought this up now. I am not sad. You're sad that you made me talk about it. <laughs> anyway, Draco is taking this class where he is um, experimenting with different ancient spells that are in Latin, mm-hmm. and he's thinks he has interpreted the Latin the correct way, but he hasn't. And as it turns out, he needs Harry's help to Uh-oh. get himself unspelled from the spell he accidentally cast on himself. Which does what? Makes it to where Draco can only ask questions. Like, it makes him physically ill if he doesn't oh, speak in questions. What a miserable life. And Wouldn't it be? <laughs> it's written by one of my favorite fic authors from the dreary fandom. I loved it so much, although it did. I, it was comforting enough to put me to sleep last night, and then I woke up and read it, the, the ending the first thing this morning. Okay, so. okay. So, aren't you sad you asked? No. Okay. I'm, just because I'm not into what you're into doesn't mean I don't care. Okay, thank you. Listening-wise, this is something else I'm, I know for sure you're not into, and I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> Is and I've talked about this in several places. The Beyond the Blinds podcast. Yes. No, I'm interested, but okay. I'm more interested in hearing you talk about it than I am. Like you don't want to listen to over an hour of them reading blind items, but you like for me to encapsulate them yes, for you. I like I like the more succinct reporting. Okay. Well, I hate to ruin everyone's holiday season, but one of their more recent episodes, in fact, I think it just came out on Thanksgiving, is um, a deep dive into Tom Hanks' blind items, which was fascinating to me. It's so good. If you love- he's a man whore. <laughs> If you love Tom Hanks and you don't want your image of him ruined, please feel free to skip ahead a little bit. But the highlights are, yes, he and Rita both. I mean, they don't have a technically open marriage, but there's not a lot of fidelity going on. Yeah, it's not not open. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, that's the way to say it, for sure. Um, Also... They're not looking for partners, so if you got excited, mark it back off your list again. One of the blind items is that he has a real thing for women's shoes. Not just mm. feet. I mean, that's pretty pedestrian. Oh, I- Whoa! <laughs> Are you a dad? That was dad that joke was- gold. <laughs> I literally didn't even know until I was saying it. But it is pretty basic to have a foot fetish. But it's he, his, he brings Hollywood class. His is more about their shoes and the scent, the smell, the, smell. the odor. He's a shoe the sniffer. Yes, he's a shoe sniffer. Um, the, the blind item I found the most compelling, and I shared this with you with great passion and fervor, is that behind the scenes, behind this very squeaky clean, very charming, very affable, very like everyone's favorite man image that he's perfected over the years is that Tom Hanks has an incredibly volatile, mm-hmm. violent temper. And both of us immediately thought to what? The Burbs. The Burbs. The very end. Yep. At the very end. The Burbs is a 1990s low-key cult classic. It's not often talked about as one of his finer (laughs) feats of cinema. I think it's a bigger breakout role than Bachelor Party, personally. Well, I mean, I think this is after Bachelor Party. Yes. I know it is. I'm saying so many... People, at least in my familiarity, would have demanded yeah. Bachelor Party was his breakout role. Okay. Now, definitely it got him seen. Yeah. And got him some other roles. But to me, The Burbs is a, a special witch's brew of 
yes. majesty that he's, I don't know if he's reached it since. It's fantastic. Uh, to put it, to plot it on a timeline of well-known Tom Hanks films, it is post-Big, mm-hmm. but pre-When Harry Met Sally. Yes. And so, I this was like a family staple in my family of origin, yeah. and, I, and I drew you into the... Kind of. of it. I mean, I'd seen it and I'd enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and in fairness, so so we all have our our compromises, right? Yeah. I don't know that I was interested in watching it again, but as you because you guys viewed it alongside of Christmas Story, oh yeah, National Lampoons, every it was part I, of the annual rewatch. I, I know literally every word of the dialogue yes. to this day. So, in terms of quote unquote sacrificing for whoever it is in your life that's interesting to you. Yeah. When you made the suggestion of we could watch the burbs, that felt like a, a very non threatening <laughs> like, oh look, I can agree to that. It looks like I won and I actually like it. Haha, joke's on you, I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. So but then yeah, we've even we have a fam- as a family have watched it yes. what, fifty times in the last twenty five years? For sure. For and sure. probably 40 of those were in the first five years of our marriage. Because <laughs> we didn't have streaming services back True. in those days. Um, but we did own that. Yes. On VHS. On VHS. And so to circle back to this blind item that he's has this incredibly violent temper that he goes into actual blind rages where he can't remember. He yeah, has so no... He, so he says. Yeah. He claims to have no memory of what the destruction he's done while he's in one of these rages. It's a great defense. Yes. We both instantly thought of the one of the closing scenes of the burps where he has a complete meltdown and throws... The ambulance stretcher in the back of the ambulance. Right, the gurney, whatever the they gurney, call it. The gurney, yes. Um, and and we were talking about that, and you made the point that like to be able to tap into that level of absolute insanity over something that is not... Yeah, you have to know it. Yeah. You have to know it to draw on it. Yes. Nobody's that good of an actor. You can't completely feign. And I guess to speak to that, yeah. what's the actor's name that plays Michael Weston in... Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan, who we've watched... A ton of. We just saw a preview for a movie he's in where he's playing a, a Western person. It's it is more awkward than wearing assless chaps backwards. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah, and that's awkward to think about it a little bit if you yeah. need to. Yeah. So anyway, I've been listening to a lot. You entertained. By I that. I was thinking about the preview that we saw of that movie and how deeply disturbing it was, and I was okay. like, I never want to watch this because yeah. I want to live in a in a. Um, I would like to deport that movie. Yes. Is it possible? In a burn notice, pure universe, and just that's where we dwell. Okay. Um, anyway, I've listened to, I, because I was doing a lot of cleaning and cooking and prepping for Thanksgiving, I've listened to, I've just mainlined Beyond the Blinds. I've listened to so much celebrity gossip. If you name a person, I can tell you like, oh, mm-hmm. here's the real scoop on them. Now, you listen to something much more erudite, much more academic. Great vocabulary, by the way. Thank you. I do have a degree in English, so I do, do. I do pull that out every now and again and dust it off. Uh, what did you listen to that was okay. much more academically stimulating? So there is a, there's a delightful podcaster. His name is Niels Karstrup-Lawson. He has the old hyphenated last name. Um, he is foreign birth, and I'm a loser. I can't remember what country I feel like perhaps Switzerland, but I could be wrong. 
Well, he has – his normal podcast is called Top Traders Unplugged. Big surprise. It talks about things that I'm interested in for my industry. But one of the things that I really appreciate about Niels is that he does – when he can get them, he brings in guests that speak to economy, that speak to a myriad of different things around money, and quite often find someone who can explain a thing in a way that it's like, oh – well, that makes a lot more sense than what Papa said at the dinner table. Yes. So he had a guest, and I believe the episode dropped in October. I've looked briefly, and I've exhausted myself, and I won't find it, so you have to find it yourself if you're interested. He has, as a guest, and it's actually a sub-production of the company, Top Traders Unplugged, but there's a guest whose name is Richard Duncan, who's written a, a book about this. And what I found fascinating, because I grew up in an era where every old man wanted to bitch about the fact that when we went off the gold standard, the whole country went to hell, and we need to balance the budget as a government and all these things. Richard Duncan explains how... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Once we moved off of the gold standard, that basically then everything you would use to judge, evaluate how, how to have a healthy functioning, functioning economy well, it's all garbage now mm. because this is a different system and different things make it work. And it was just really interesting. It, it kind of helped bring some perspective to what our government does right. around monetary policy and interest rates and spending and taxing and all these things. Yeah, I found it peace bringing. Yes. Whereas before I would have been agitated because yeah. they aren't following the rules, but they are. They're following different rules. You don't have to agree with the rules. Yeah. You don't have to agree with the system. You just have to know this is the system and it does have different rules. That's a really interesting thing. Okay. You and I talked about it a little bit more in depth even, and it really was eye-opening. Yes. Yes. Even for uh, um, someone like me who is generally ignorant of these things. Not generally disinterested is the fairer term. Okay. It was still interesting, though. You gave me the encapsulation like I gave you the yes. Tom Hanks. Yes. Well, I'm... Nuggets of truth. I'm not not interested in Tom Hanks, <laughs> although I'd prefer to never see him sniff a woman's shoe. Or a man's shoe. Or a child's shoe. Any shoes. Another thing... Even switching, his own shoe. <laughs> moving into the man with one red shoe. Well, 
he sniffed the other one so much he couldn't wear it anymore. That's a Tom Hanks movie, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, Good throwback. Yes. All back? Something. All of the backs. Something with a back. Yes. Switching into lifestyle, another thing you explained to me this week is what essentially, what's the takeaway from the uh, more and more infamous by the day FTX blow up, meltdown, blow fall up. apart? Blow up's a fair word. Okay. And this has to do with the realm of cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Nobody knows what the hell it is or how it works. Right. And especially those who demand that they do. Yeah. Um, Sam, it's either Bankman-Fried or Bankman-Fried. It's another one of those hyphenated last names. Yeah. Um, he started two companies, FTX, which is a cryptocurrency proper, and then I cannot remember precisely if it's Alameda, something along those lines that was a connected trading firm. Yeah. Domiciled in... The Bahamas. The Bahamas. He is, is he, I believe he's an MIT grad. Um, it's one of the East Coast. One of the smart, like, smart yeah, places, smart as schools. people would claim. Yeah. Um, both parents, I think, economists or some type of professor, mm-hmm. whether economists or not, both professors of some kind. Okay. Um, really interesting thing. Oh, and he's, for the last couple years, because all of this is relatively new, I feel like it was somewhere between... 2018 and 2020 that really everybody recognized here's here's a baby without a pacifier what's happening who's young young yeah. just recently i think turned 30 or something yeah. and was worth a couple few weeks ago he was worth over 15 billion dollars and right. within 5 days as the news reporters would say his his net worth was no longer substantially measurable okay so that's a pretty big wipeout in the course of a few days. And since not a lot of people, including myself, understand really what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency, you yeah. gave me a really great analogy. Well, I wish I could take credit for it. I read it from someone else, and I'm a loser that did not capture the name to give credit to them. But whoever they are, whoever you are out there, I'm giving credit to you. Yes. If, in fact, you are one of the awesomes or someone they know, then please just receive my nod. Yes. It's there. I don't know if you could hear it. I just It was a silent a to them. It was a visual for me nod. Yes. My neck didn't crack, so you couldn't hear it. Yes. Although my neck hurts. Maybe you should massage my neck. Go ahead. I'll wait. No. Tell us the Damn. real estate analogy. Okay. I thought this analogy was beautiful. They discussed, let's say that you, Meg, you own 100 houses in a neighborhood. Okay. You own them all. It's yes. every house in the neighborhood. You own them all. What are they worth? Well, how's real estate value determined? Comps. Comps. Most recent transactions of right. some relatable house, right? Right. Well, these houses are all identical. And so there is a transaction. There's a singular transaction that's occurred for a million dollars. Well, then according to comps, your worth is $100 million okay. or technically $99 million since you sold one of them. Right, 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 right. right. Um and then you would use that as collateral to take loans to do all kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as the comps match for basically what your collateral is for the loan, nobody's worried and as yeah. long as you're making payments and all of that. And that's kind of similar to what happened here, except that this singular house transaction that set the price point for what your valuation is, well, that was completed by him and his team. 
Okay. They transacted in the cryptocurrency yeah. at a rate okay. that demanded then that the shares be worth this amount because that's what they recently settled at, Okay. which created a net worth on something completely pretend, by the way. Very there is no physical thing to cryptocurrency. Yes. Okay. And so all of a sudden, oh, he's worth, not all of a sudden, I mean, it took some time in several of these transactions, but theoretically, all of a sudden, he's worth many billions of dollars. Yeah. And borrowing against that and buying properties and doing things. And so that was kind of part one of what the hell is going on. Yeah. Then part two um, was that they'd done, they'd done some pretty juvenile things. Uh, by the way, that, that first explanation, that's not a new, that's not a new con. Oh, that's an ancient con. Okay. Um, it's regulated in other industries. Just mm-hmm. crypto's one that's been slow to get a, a more robust regulatory body, which to me is fine. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of regulators. I feel like Darwin and his friends help sort this stuff out pretty quickly too, but Mm. that's just me. Okay. Um, Part two is that this other side company, again, I may be misquoting the name Alameda research or something. Well, somehow they were recording client assets from FTX and, using that as leverage to trade upon at the other company, you can't double dip like that. Okay. When all when the news came out about that portion, yes. that's when there was a, a rush on the bank, if you will. Okay. And that's where valuations went from billions of dollars to nothing significantly reportable. Okay. Um, now fascinatingly, and I'm not saying this is a political statement. Yeah. I have I have no political interest. Period. <laughs> In the world, other than is there a way to do away with politics and politicians? I don't know. Um, softly and gently. I don't want to hurt anyone. Right. Anyway, he in the last few years has given tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars towards a specific party mm-hmm. that helped through midterms because his bankruptcy was directly after midterm elections. Right, yeah. And had pledged another billion dollars towards the upcoming presidential election, making him second only to, again, I won't say names because I don't want to lean on anybody's political party here. I'm not, that's not what this is about. Second only to what anybody who kind of tracks this would recognize as the biggest name in political donations. Okay. Period mm-hmm. for the last good while yeah um just kind of interesting and then oh the 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 blowback in the aftermath where people who have lost millions of dollars themselves are like oh hey political party who just received all of this that was technically a illicit loan that he took because nobody regulated him how about now you give back those campaign donations to us who lost our money uh-huh. which is a valid It'll never fly. It's a valid question, but it's, a, but it's, it's an valid, unrealistic expectation. It's a valid jab in the old gizzard. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Interesting. I'm quite confident for in the in the months, weeks, months, even perhaps quarters of time. Yeah. Uh, we'll have tons of podcasts and articles and oh, things around I can't this whole wait. story. Unpacking it. I cannot wait for the limited podcast series there'll be a netflix tell, too. oh a netflix all of it yes to just dig up that dirt and tell us the whole story where you at npr <laughs> too close to home you won't talk about that one because no. they are political yes but that i don't think they were invested in ftx i don't um, know maybe they were you might be surprised all the things that went on there 
Okay. Like I said, as it unfolds, I think we'll all look for... We'll need two handfuls of pearls to clutch. So beyond our own, we'll need to find other pearls. Yes, it's true. It's true. Um, we had two surprise circumstances overtake our... Well, three. Three? One, one one's not a surprise. So a surprise. It's a repeat event. One is the non-surprise, the repeat event, the thing that we're just like, why do we have to get so good at this? Every time it gets cold, Meg is the Pied Piper of Mice. The mouse Invasion. They all show up. Now, what's changed, though? What is unique and different? In years gone by, when we've had mice, as the weather snapped cold, they were how big? They were mouse size, teeny, tiny. Teeny, like not not nose to tip of tail, but nose to nose to butthole, like inch and a half, two inch. Yeah, they were tiny enough that there was a moment in time where you caught two of them in a yeah. in a classic snap trap. Yeah, at the same time, it took both of them to trigger it because they were so small. Yes, the weight wasn't enough from one. Yes, yes. In fact, that happened more than once. Yes. Don't cheat me out of my glory status as the multiple mouse killing men. Yeah. Well. Those days, those glory days are in the past. They're my over. Love. These fat bastards, and yes, I'm fat shaming yeah. those mice. Yeah, they're huge. They're not rats. Technically. They're not technically rats. They're mice, but they are easily nose to butthole, four inches long, yeah. and a good what two inch diameter. Yeah, fatties. Yeah, I mean, even we don't even have enough food here no. to make them that fat. Why, I don't how know are they what living? they're doing. You told me the, the other morning when you were making coffee, you heard one under the oven. Yeah. And it sounded like he had a bag of chips. It sounded like he had a whole bag of chips under there. He was un, and unflapped by, I was kicking the oven and moving stuff, trying to be like, hey, get out of here. He would not go. He would. He was just like, I'm fine. <laughs> I got my chips. Who knows what's under there? We've, anyway. We've caught six. I was going to say, the past week, since we last recorded, six mice have died in our I house. I don't think it's unfair to say six, six pounds of mice. <laughs> no. Six pounds of mice meat. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's it's been, we, we're back at it again. Again, back why do we it. have to be so good at this? I don't know. We have uncovered, because we went through like a very befuddling time of... All of yeah. our previous... Yeah, it's when we transitioned from regular mouse to mutant. Yes. All of our previous tactics and approaches and like our, our proven formula, it just wasn't yeah. working anymore. And oh, we peanut butter. Peanut butter was like a no-fail. And yeah. you didn't even have to refresh it. I think I caught a dozen mice on one baiting of peanut butter. Exactly. They just It was like, show me, I, where's death? It has peanut butter, I'll die. Exactly. Now, we have figured out a new formula. We have. It was through much internet research. Internet research, trial and error, uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yes. We have finally discovered that the combo of grape jelly. Mm -hmm. and Cheaper a, the better. And a little morsel of dry dog food. Yep. So it's like a, it's like a little nest of, of grape jelly with a, a little dog food, bleh, dog food cube nestled into it. They can't resist it. They can't. They can't. They will come, even if they've got a bag of chips under the stove, yes. they're like, hang on, this is safe. i got to go get my jelly dog food. <laughs> oh, oh, no, sorry, you, that was my hair. You just headbutted the microphone. I, I hit the mic with my hair, you Are guys. Are you killer I'm, Sally? I am, can't you tell? Um, but seriously, we, we've just been trapping them and... and Eating set, them. No, setting them no. up and knocking them down. Um, so that happened. But the two surprises... Auto mechanic related. Yes. 
we've had we're 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 grown ass adults. We've had car problems over the years. We've never had them happen simultaneously. Same damn time. Literally within hours of each other. We don't know the answer to yours yet. No. That one's going to require an auto mechanic. Mine has this thing where when I turn it on, and it, and it happened out of the blue, mm-hmm. it starts making this roaring sound like a fan on the highest setting is going. That's exactly what is happening. Yeah. And also, when I turn my Suburban off, uh, the engine doesn't shut down. It's like, okay, Neither I'm going to keep going. Neither the engine nor the fan. It's yes. Just like, and it's not like this is a 1986 Suburban. No. It's a, it's, it probably would hold it better if it was, it probably, if we're being honest. Yeah, probably would. So that's going to require a trip to the professionals. Yeah, that's first thing. Well, this as morning, you're listening, as you're listening, it's already there getting the TLC it needs. Now, Lola herself, Lola. She, she had a little, she gave us a little scare. I have both a bitch and a praise about, okay. about Jeep, about Chrysler. Mm-hmm. Um, so at no one's request, literally, Jeep in 2018, midway through, Midway through 2018 is when Jeep transitioned from the JK, which was the prior model body yeah. type, which had lasted for years, to the JL, yes. which is still current at this point. Any Jeep Wrangler you buy will be a JL right mm-hmm. now. Um, again, at, at, at no request from anyone, because nobody buys a Jeep for gas mileage. No. Just it's, like no one buys a Suburban for gas mileage. It's a cracker mileage. box, right? It's yeah. a cracker box. It is a brick that goes down the road. This is not why you buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, you buy it f- not for mileage, but for smileage. Huh? Yeah? You like did, that? Did you just make that uh, up? No, nah, other people have referenced it. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, I don't think anybody did so as dad jokey as I did. Yes. Well, they introduced the ESS, the electronic start-stop feature. So when you come to a complete stop with your foot on the brake, it kills the engine. Right. And then when you let off the brake, it restarts so you can drive. And as studies have proven since mid-2018, it actually saves no gasoline, period. So it's just a big pain in the ass. It's just a big pain in the ass. In fact, there's a million hacks for how to turn that damn anti-feature off that I think nearly everyone has pursued, even those who don't like to do any mods to their Jeeps. But to make this system work, it requires a dual battery system in the Jeep. You have your main battery, and then you have your auxiliary battery. Main battery is the same big old battery in everybody's car. The auxiliary battery is like the equivalency of a motorcycle battery or something. It's small. Fine, good, whatever. They've buried... They've put them in a situation where electronically they go into parallel, which means they must both be working, or they will neither one of them work. Right. And that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. My auxiliary battery went out, which then wrecks your main battery. Right. So you got to replace them both, and it ain't cheap, and it's a giant pain in the ass. Because in terms of location, if they would have at least just had them both readily accessible under the hood, that's a thing. Yeah. But no, no, no. They buried the auxiliary battery. You got to take the main battery out, then you got to take out the fuse box in three different parts, then you got to take out another protective plate from there and then reach down through it's literally a corridor of knives to try to grab the last thing and pull it out not bleed to death before you can replace it get it connected and do the whole process in reverse Dad gum yeah 
And today you did accomplish it. Today I did it. And I did it in less than an hour. I felt like pretty hot shit for having done so at the same time. <laughs> I, I don't think next time I'll go the option of not paying someone else to do it. Right. I was going to say you did it in less than an hour and your body is now wrecked. Yeah. There's no convenient way to do all that without staying in constant dorsal flexion for the kinesiologists out there. Um, and so, yeah, my low back, my hamstrings, my old man butt, it's all sore and fatigued now. But you did it. I did it. It's done. Yes. One thing, though, so that was the, the gripe. The praise. Oh. The praise. Yes. Jeeps are known as, as kind of a Lego vehicle. Mm-hmm. You put together what you want, you change, you adapt, you do things. That whole process took minimal tools. Yeah. Minimal tools, literally two different sockets and one socket wrench and an extension. So even if I had no tools for less than $50, I could have purchased all the tools to do that. Super, super easy, super intuitive how the process works. It's just a stupid process because there was no reason to me, one, to have the battery because nobody wanted electronic stop-start, and two, no reason to bury the auxiliary battery down in the guts of the vehicle. And if there is a Jeeper listening that's like, well, what we figured out is you can just take the fender off, the fender flare off and go in through the bottom and you don't have to do all that. It takes the same damn amount of time. Okay. So back off. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you okay? Are you good? I'm good. I'm okay. good. All right. Um, lastly, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's a special time. It's in the past now for all of us thank, as you're listening. Thank goodness. Thanksgiving for that. Thanksgiving for that. Um, I, I did go to the county jail. For your ministry? For my ministry. Yeah. I was not incarcerated. Wait, you were there on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Then if you were, you missed the culinary apex of my life. I oh, have. Yes. Oh, I didn't miss it. And I don't mean that like I didn't miss it because it wasn't worthy of being missed. Yeah. I was here for that part. My just... prison trip was later. <laughs> I I want you to not talk and not interrupt while I'm saying mm-hmm. this. Good luck with that. I historically am not like a great cook. Untrue. No, did it. I said don't interrupt. Well, I can't not I can't sit by and let falsehoods be spoken. I can make things okay everything you want to make you make the hell out of (laughs) okay that's a fair way to say it that's a fair way to say it cooking baking kitchen creationing it's not my bag like it's not it's not your fun time it's not my fun time at all i can do it that's your fun time hell yes i am you could cook a turkey in the tub It tastes like Epsom salts. Exactly, yes. Ooh, it'd be such a good, great brine. Mm-hmm. I am an unrepentant uh, bubble bath hobbyist. Cooking is just not, like, it's not my thing. It doesn't feed my soul. It is just very pragmatic for me. It's whatever. And so when I say I'm not, like, historically, like, oh, you got it. Meg's cooking. Everyone wants to come over. Now, you are a cook to the level where people are like, please, God. They say that out of courtesy. Catherine, my best friend. They say friend, it like you would say that an ugly kid is cute. Catherine, my best friend, on the regular. She's a liar. I love her. No, She's a liar. She regularly, regularly pleads for some some creation of yours. She prefers jambalaya, but she will take your chicken soup. Um, what else have that we taken a, that over was there? a brand new creation. There was yeah. no way she could have ever asked for like that. Like anything, their whole family... 
is just like all praise Kyle. Okay. Okay. Thanksgiving because of stuff and things it's and a special time. <laughs> and where you are in your work cycle and the work that you've been doing that's requiring a lot of time and mental energy family dynamics being what they are as it turns out i was hosting thanksgiving this year mm-hmm. in our house and with our food in our damn house it was the first time in my life i'm 45 years old the first time i've ever cooked a turkey roasted a turkey mm-hmm. i or even fried any version any version of it you've made turkey sandwiches yeah with lunch meat mm-hmm. yes honey glazed let alone have I never – I've never made a stuffing besides a stovetop stuffing, which if you like a stovetop stuffing, more power to you. They're delicious. Yeah, slam against stovetop. It's wildly popular for a reason. Um, I just – it's never been my thing. You've always made the hell out of mashed potatoes. No, you're thinking of someone else. No, I cannot no, no, cook no, a no. white potato to save my That's life. That's not true. Well, I, I can make instant potatoes. Well, whatever it is you do to instant potatoes with okay. cream cheese and butter and things, yeah. you make a damn good okay. potato, okay? okay. Just fair. accept it. That's fair. I take, the, I take the instant potato base. The thing is, like, I just cannot cook. There's two things I cannot cook. Chicken and white potatoes. And they, tiramisu. There's I've never, three. There's three things. I've made tiramisu. No, you have. Okay. I didn't. Anyway. Who could dare? It's like a chocolate ice cream lasagna. It's fragile. It's beautiful. Yes. Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know what you're thinking of. You think on that while I say... Ice cream's good. I posted on my public Facebook page that I was planning to make the turkey this year. I'd never made one before. I was going to even try to make it ahead. My very, very longtime blogging friend from way back in the day... Her name's Ame, and she has had... She's the original Pioneer Woman. She is better than the Pioneer Woman. Let's That's what I'll I'm be saying. honest. That's yes. what I'm um, She has a long-time cooking, food and cooking blog called Simple Bites. She low-key sent me her How to Roast a Turkey recipe, and then followed up by sending me um, a graphic from Cooks Illustrated on instagram saying this is how you dry brine a turkey don't do it don't stop at 24 hours my friends do a 48 hour 48 hours. salt dry brine and don't forget to ram your fingers up under the skin yeah i did forget that part i'll you do that it? next time yeah Great. um i followed ame's instructions to the tea mm-hmm. the turkey turned out listen i hate turkey if we had any one of the many apocalypses that are, quite honestly, bound to happen any day now. And all that was left to eat was turkey. It's like, you can survive the apocalypse, but it'll be eating turkey. I would choose to die early in the apocalypse and just not do it. That turkey was good. Thank you. That means Did I want me. seconds? No. That's because it's turkey. Yes. That was good turkey. Thank you for saying that. That was the most expensive dish that the turkey was, a 15-pound mm-hmm. fresh turkey. Well... Thanks. From Costco, but the second most expensive dish was one that AJ Holy shit. found on the TikTok. Sorry, holy feces. <laughs> AJ found the recipe on TikTok for homemade mac and cheese. It was a five uh-huh. cheese mac and cheese. Five, and not like use a half a cup of oh, five no. different cheeses. Oh no, 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 no! It was a whole cup of all five. Not a whole cup. It was a whole pound, like eight ounces. That's a no wait, okay. half a pound, mm. half a pound, eight ounces. Grated. It was more than so a cup. So that's a cup. It was more than a cup grated. Okay. There were five paper plates that we yes. used to house all the gratings, and they were heaping. Yes. Any one of them would have made a delightful dish of redneck nachos. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, the cheese involved. So again, this- we haven't pooped since Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just saying. So this was a TikTok recipe, and the five cheeses were cheddar, mm-hmm. mozzarella, yeah, Colby Jack, mm-hmm. smoked Gruyere. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah, and mozzarella. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is also the kind of mac and cheese where you make a roux. To begin your, there's a special French term, and I know the Awesome Today fam will show up what the term is, where you make that cream sauce mm-hmm. that's flour and butter, which starts as a roux, a roux, and then you add cream, like literal heavy whipping cream to mm-hmm. it. Okay. And the spices and all of the it's things. It's gravy. And it was so good. It's what it is. Yes. I mean, what's gravy? Gravy is flour fat and fat. And flour yes. and fat and flour yes. and milk, maybe. Okay, so the the mac and cheese. I think it turned out pretty spectacular. It was. It was. Um, I did the uh, semi homemade stuffing, mm-hmm. the sweet potatoes, the mashed potatoes, store bought dinner rolls, sweet potatoes with all the marshmallowy goodness. Of course, of course, as my mother would insist upon, and mm-hmm. I feel like she was proud of that. The one thing that I was the most nervous about. Maybe even more nervous than the turkey, and I was real nervous Wearing about an the apron turkey with no pants. <laughs> no, because that was awkward. Yes, for everyone was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> the thing that I was had anxiety dreams about was making the turkey gravy from scratch. And you, it was literally like freshly squeezed turkey milk. <laughs> Isn't that where gravy comes from? Pretty sure, yes. So all in all, I was very pleased with myself that it, was, it all listen, came together. Listen, anybody anybody could say, well, look, Kyle's compliments, let's be honest, objectivity and obligations and stuff. Yeah. There was no one at this table from your father who's in his 70s, past your sister, her husband, your children all the way down to three. Everyone was like, that's a damn good dinner. (laughs) That's how they said it. They did, all of them. As they smoked while they ate. They were Marlboro Reds. (laughs) That's that's the smoke of choice for our family. Yes. So Thanksgiving 2022 is in the books, and I don't know if I ever want to do the whole dinner again. And my sister and Matt did bring desserts, and so we did have dessert. It's just that I was like, I'm not doing that part. So Uh, you and I share then, like, I I changed the hell out of the two batteries in yes. the Jeep, and you cooked the hell out of Thanksgiving dinner. We know we can do it now. Yep. And we're like, okay, I that's did that. That's exactly how I feel about and it. I, it's, if I never do it again, that's fine. Yes. I'd be perfectly fine next year for Thanksgiving if we're like, oh, we're hosting again. We didn't really want to, but that's fine. We'll host again. And we just paid Thanksgiving.com. However much money, and they're just delivering all the all the stuff. I would be totally happy with that. I honestly would. We've had non-traditional Thanksgivings in the past. We've mm-hmm. had steak. We've had, like, Italian because we both hate turkey. Yes. But I do feel like, you know what? It, this wasn't actually a bucket list item for me because, again, I don't like to cook right. and I don't like turkey. But now I do feel like that sense of, like, I, I it was a challenge, and mm-hmm. I did it. I kicked its ass. Yeah. So. And you did. Thank you. Robustly. Were you wearing boots? I was wearing my Burke Tokyos. I was channeling the chef. I was channeling the bear. Okay. That fits. That makes sense. Because I bet he could cook. Oh, God. A hell of a Thanksgiving day. Yeah, I bet he could. Okay, that's all I've got. How about you? I think that's it. Is that everything? 
I think so. Don't have a high pitch voice. Yeah, I was going to say, when you go into that octave, I think we're done. What should everyone do in the meantime? Well, recover from whatever you've been through. Make the other family members chip in on bail money for whatever just happened at Thanksgiving and know that it may happen again at Christmas. So plan ahead. Yes. And send everyone a Christmas card with not an IOU, but a you owe me (laughs) for just a few bucks to set the bank up for the next incident. And then have awesome advent would you oh please do you did what the heck okay please do. bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.